Good day, welcome here to SportsStats.ie. I'm Darren Kelly and it's time for SportsStats Camogie, our weekly magazine show about the small ball and of course joined by my partner in crime, Killian Whelan. Hi Killian. How are you doing Darren? You're doing well now. The game's again coming a mile a minute. I say that every week but we're getting down to the business end of the championship. We're in the second weekend of round four games in the Glendimplex All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship. We already have one team out. We have one team into the semi-finals. We're going to lose at least one more team this weekend. Yeah, um, you know, because sure, obviously with Group 2, then this is the uh, similar to last weekend within Group 1. Um, this is where you ultimately are going to see an awful lot of things sort itself out in, in, in some ways. Now, I know there's a Group 1 is still the group that keeps on giving because uh, there's still a few permutations for uh, next week. But um, yeah, look, there's little bit of a matter to be sorted out with regards to Limerick and Down uh, and what that might do. Could awfully spring a surprise down in Kilkenny. Can't see it. And Antrim and Galway, you know, Antrim put up a credible performance the last day against Kilkenny. Uh, be interesting to measure themselves now against the Galway team, but surely Antrim will be, you know, trying to keep their powder dry. Um, not maybe, you know, lose some of the, the momentum that they have, even in defeat that you would expect that they will suffer on, on uh, Saturday, uh, that, uh, you know, they have to be ready then for Limerick uh, the following weekend uh, or yeah the following weekend the second of course um, you know to ultimately uh, it, it would seem anyway to hold on to their third place there within the group and qualify for the quarterfinals that's the stream game of the Camogie Association this week, four o'clock in Dunoy on Saturday. That'll be one of our featured matches later on. We'll also be looking at the game in Capamore. Limerick against Down. Down needing to get a result to stay in the championship. Limerick to keep themselves in a good position will want to back up their win against Offley last week. Or the last round, I should say. It was two weeks ago. Killian, before we talk about the talking points uh, just a bit of positive news coming in uh, confirmation for the All-Ireland Intermediate Camogie Championship is that uh, MW Hire or Moore Park will host a doubleheader quarterfinals on the 9th of July and UPMC Nolan Park it's hard to remember all these sponsors uh, in Kilkenny will host a doubleheader on the 23rd of July so the seniors already I don't know if we talked about much simple stadium in Crow Park can be cons- confirmed for quarters and semis in the senior championship but great that the intermediates now will have their occasion as well in the games together. Yeah, yeah, and as you said there, to, to have both the um, intermediate quarterfinals and then the semifinals, you know, at a known venue now, uh, a point of times already, the 9th and the 23rd of July, a uh, lot to look forward to then in preparation for the finals, of course, on the 7th of August in, in Crow Park. But yeah, no, they, look, that's they, that's great to see. Uh, two very good venues, two very good, um, I, you know, venues that have been used, obviously, by, by Camogie. So look, it, it's a good thing going forward, Darren, that those venues now have been um, racked up and they're, they're put in plan there so yeah good to see for the intermediate championship uh, that there are uh, now taking place you know the the, 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 the knockout games will be uh, taking part in uh, top pass facilities uh, you'd have to uh, credit and uh, well done and, on, on to everyone that secured that um, because it keeps it on a measure then with um, with what obviously has taken place within uh, the, 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 the other championships as well so you know it's, uh, that's good to see Darren yeah, one critique I'd have though it is All Ireland Senior Football Final Weekend regards to men's. So I understand it too. Is that double header in the Nolan Park? The semi finals is on the same day as the senior semi finals in Crow Park as well. And I don't know, there seems to be un- an unwritten rule never play matches on All Ireland Senior Football Final Day, but it's not as though it stops the men playing matches on the Camogie or Ladies Finals Days. I'm kind of wondering maybe uh, the Camogie Association should be looking to play those games on the Sunday. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe so. Um, but look, it, it's penciled in as it is, Darren, and we've seen already, you know, Claire last weekend, the situation that they found themselves in, and I believe it's going to throw itself to possibly up again for Claire in the coming weeks too. So, um, I, you know, I, I, I. I for one I just feel if you know you want your championships taken seriously I'm not one for just flippantly moving and we had that discussion last week um, no but, but I'm talking about the, fix, I, I the fixing pre- of the game at the start like like this, these have been fixed for the 23rd now in Nolan Park I'm saying that you're clashing with your own product here now like this maybe they should have been looking at playing the intermediate semi-final doubleheader on the Sunday with the senior semi-finals on the Saturday rather than having all four games on the one day when Kamogi are pulling off a small enough pool as it is regards neutral followers Oh well, sorry. With regards, yeah, sorry, I might have misheard you there. Then, like, with regards that, yeah, you know, you you would feel that if you if you do have a clash of a scenario in a double header in Crow Park, unless, of course, they know that there's going to be maybe a late throw in time now or something uh, with regards to that um, within Crow Park for coverage on RT. I would imagine those semi finals. Yeah, that's that's um, a good point, actually. You know, so I'm just wondering, but still, you could have like you can't see any later down than a five and a seven o'clock, unless it's going to be a six and an eight or something which would be very unusual it's probably going to be five and seven then which still means that you're clashing over over the top of it but look I suppose they're waiting to get firm it up and maybe those times will slightly change in, in, in some regard because I would imagine um, you know both of those uh, intermediate semi-finals are going to be streamed uh, I would imagine uh, you know and uh, like that'll be a scenario that will play itself out so I'd say they're waiting um, I would say on those confirmation of, of, of the coverage from the TV before maybe finally it but look they've put a time down I would say the date is probably going to stay but look as you probably maintain yeah maybe it would be an opportunity to could they move it around but again I, I would imagine TV is probably going to dictate what they're going to do with those intermediate semi-finals ultimately yeah well, the senior definitely be the Saturday and I imagine it'll be 5 and 7 if they're going to be in RTE anyway it seems to be their favourite time just while we're talking intermediate very very quickly Killian of course last weekend Galway Westmead and Kerry all booking their spots in the quarterfinals at the very very least Galway on top with 12 points uh, 4 games in group 1 will more than likely advance straight through to the semi-final Westmead and Kerry uh, move, moving on we'll talk more with them next week Kerry playing Galway of course the group 2 is what's been played their fourth round this week Corker in 9 points Terry Inkle Kenny 6 points each Kildare Wexford 3 Mead on 0 um, Wexford against Kerry 5 o'clock Buffers Alley Mead against Kildare 5 o'clock Rat Moylan and 1 o'clock in Old Beg Derry against Cork Derry against Cork is the pick of the games in regards to the group table Wexford against Kilkenny probably the big game in regards to trying to survive in the championship yeah, and and you know the the scenario there of what it could present, you know the Cork, Cork and Derry, you might, you know, you see Derry they, they have played well, but they, they you know lost out the the last day, um, you know like they they could see themselves now if Kilkenny obviously beat Wexford all of a sudden they're leapfrogged if they don't get a result against Cork and is putting pressure on down for the last weekend uh, that 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 could be an interesting battle there yes uh, Darren um, it definitely looks like a group obviously that has been split in two it's just going to see now who's going to be securing the semi-final place um, it looks definitely like Cork but you know like could Derry get dragged back into a scenario where they might not make the quarterfinals or anything 
if Wexford were somehow were to produce a result, well, then maybe it's getting a bit uh, edgy for uh, the final group of games in 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 that way. But uh, I can't I can't see it. I, I expect uh, Derry will be able to you know um, get some result out of the last two matches. But you know Wexford no put in a game against Kilkenny. It's in their own hands. Then they're at home to Derry, and that could be the the six pointer ultimately. So um, again, you know the intermediate championship now just wetting the appetite quite nicely there and uh, you know you have a nice little local derby as well in uh, Rathmaline Mead and Kildare Mead haven't produced it so far Darren they're up against Kildare side who were buoyed by that they, they've been poor since the Leinster Championship win, yeah real, realistically Mead have and they know now if they don't beat Kildare they're going to be in a relegation scenario because I can't see them beat Kilkenny in their last game so this is their big game this is their they have to get the win against Kildare Kildare have three points on the board they've corked the last day they have under a bit of pressure as well, Darren. They don't want to be pulled into relegation matters either because, you know, they end up losing to Meath and then they have to go and get a result against Cork. You know, then they're in a relegation scenario. So this is a huge match uh, in Rathmaline uh, for both Meath and Kildare at five o'clock on Saturday evening there. And uh, it really would be one worth going to, I would imagine. But um, yeah, look, Kildare on an upward kind of trajectory from last round. Meath are on the back of three losses I give a slight nod to Joe Quaid's crew there, but that could be a right cracking game, that one. Yeah, and also, too, one result we should mention. Of course, great that Kerry have qualified for that double header in Omore Park on the 9th of July at least. But Carlo beating Leash, I know we talked about Leash earlier in the year, but I thought gradually they were turning things around. But that's their fourth loss in this championship as well. They're going to be in the relegation final as they shot by speed in the last round. Can't see that happening, no different to, as you said, Mead against Kilkenny. So we could end up having two of the Leinster into semi finalists playing the relegation final this year in Leash against Mead. Yeah, could, could scenario, that could be the scenario, right, Darren, the way it worked out. I didn't feel, I think I called it uh, last week, all right, that this game with Carlo Leash ultimately was to decide who was going to be uh, involved in that relegation scenario. And, uh, you know, Carlo came out on top, produced it. Uh, but Carlo have had close run games, except from that one against Galway. You know, so they in the mix, like they pushed Kerry all the way in Cullen Park and, uh, you know, troubled Westmead for a while as well. So, you know, they were probably just in a, in a better scenario against uh, I just feel you know where they're at at the moment than, than, than Leash so you know still a young Leash team there'd be a shame to see them get relegated Darren I know there's still a little bit to go uh, with regards to that but with everything the flux at the start of the year maybe it's just coming back to kind of bite at them now a little bit but um, it would be a pity if that uh, that young team was to find itself heading back to junior uh, Camogie just yet but um, it's still a bit of a way to go and they're still very much have it in their own hands, but it's going to be hard, to, you would imagine, to get a result against Westmead. Yeah, so it looks like they'll be playing for their lives anyway, and it should be an interesting game. And of course, Mead could turn it around this weekend and get a result. The two junior matches are are the curtain. Well, I don't want to use curtain ra- curtain raises, but they're part of the they're double headers. But the two senior matches in Dunloy and Capamore, Limerick against Down, not a team really going to be in the semi final mix up. Antrim against Armagh, but they're top of Group One anyway. You know, imagine they'll be the top two spots going into the semi final as well. Last week, Cavan did qualify for the semi finals. Clare and Tipperary will have a race with the second spot clear with the advantage uh, next week yeah and Claire look like they, they might be just time in the run but I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't doubt this Cavan team you know Cavan went to the rag and got the result there against Tipperary you know Claire going up to Cavan it's very much in their hands there um, but you you know you you couldn't uh, suggest that they're going to come away with the result I'd be seriously impressed again with Cavan just how they've really notched up the scores now the only 
thing you might worry about, Darren, is they've got three wins from three, scored 631, but they have conceded a hefty enough total as well, you know. So um Claire might fancy their chances, you know. Claire nine goals, 44 points. Um, you know, that draw game that they had against Tip probably is the one that comes back to haunt them that little bit, Darren, because it really might have been a shootout then next weekend as to who was to uh, get into the into the semi-finals. But um uh, this Cavan team still as I said, very, very impressed with them. My only concern might be their concession of scores at the other end, and that might then, as we get into the, the business end, might come back to catch them. So that, that's going to be a right clash between themselves and uh, Clare, uh, you'd imagine, next weekend, and Tip and Waterford then ultimately uh, fighting it out there as well for a place. Uh, that Armagh-Antrim game, yeah, again, you know, it, it, it's it, it's a right little uh, ding-dong encounter, but, um, you know, Darren, look, Armagh, look at the score tallies that they're putting up. They mean absolute business this year it's going to be very very hard to stop them you would think unless now they get stuck maybe like a deer in headlights in a semi-final or a final um, I can't say Armagh just the form that they're showing Darren but you know group stages it all goes out the window because they look at the quality of opposition maybe that you're playing but they've had to go they've had to beat them and they've beaten them quite well 12.72 that's some tally a plus 87 scoring difference it's the best tally across all the groups um, it looks like there's only going to be one winner of the Premier Junior title but as you know Darren still a little bit of time to go yeah and the test will definitely come I suppose starting with Antrim as well because no disrespect to us coming down in Limerick as well they probably haven't been the test that our man need at the time Killian last week we were talking all about Clare and their unhappiness about having to play um, championship match in Cusick Park on the same day that their hurlers were playing Wexford in the All-Ireland Championship and I was down there myself and I just want to chat about for, for five six minutes before we move on um, I, like the great game of, of Camogie, a really, really enjoyable, good competitive battle between both teams. Uh, finished all square, one nine apiece, but Clare needed to get a win at the very least. They're out at the championship now, the first team knocked out of the championship. We wouldn't have predicted that. But afterwards, Killian, it was like a wake. There was yeah. nobody around. And look, we both agreed here last week that moving the day, you know, wouldn't be fair in the Camogie Association. I think it's unfair people on social media just pointing the finger at the Camogie Association, blaming them for all this. There's a lot of factors in play here. But it didn't it didn't look good at the end of the match because, you know, we'd seen clear all over, nobody around. We did the interviews. Obviously, they're down because they're out of the championship. Dublin trying to take it all in as well. Um, it just didn't feel like a championship finish. Yeah, I'd imagine, Darren, I, I didn't get to see the, the end of the game, um, but like, you know, I just read about the reports afterwards that, uh, you know, how the, the late charge that came from Clare. Um, I still, for one, if I'm looking at building, a, a, you know, a credible championship, I, I can't see how we maybe make uh, the changes. So like, that's why um, if, if, if integration in, in its own way, Darren, doesn't happen and it's not going to solve everything, I still think there needs to be consultation on fixtures and everything like that. And it, it can be played around with and move subsequently, you know, and um, people can't, you can't just turn around and say, oh, the GA, the, like the, the Camogie Association is their fault for not moving. And you're going, no, lads, like the fixture was down. It's in play. It's a group game. It's there. It has been in situ. 
do you mean to tell me that the, the, the people that put the fixtures together in Crow Park with regards to the uh, the hurling championship turned around and look, uh, let's just check there if the Camogie got anything that day? They didn't, they're Barney, you know. Like, yeah. And we actually just so good in there, Ken, we actually made that point in the football podcast this week because we were talking about Cavan, the same conversation coming up again. Yeah. And the yeah. one point we made here is that, like, whatever we're looking at all the fixtures, though, like, the G, they're preaching, they're saying the right things about integration and they're saying the right things about uh, fairness and equality for women's sports. And then you fix the Talton Cup doubleheader in Crow Park on Sunday, putting Kevin on directly with a live match that was already booked in weeks in advance. You kind of go and if they swapped the doubleheader in Crow Park and at Westmead and Offaly on first, it'd be nice to see the GA put their hand out every now and again and say, actually, we're taking the women's game into account when we make our decisions. Yeah, because I, I can't imagine, Darren, because of the TV scenario, the Talton Cup was booked in, you know, and... and but they could have flipped uh, the order of the games. No, no, that's what I was going to get to. That they, they, look, we couldn't move. You, I, I don't think the, either the ladies' game or the men's game uh, were going to be moved days or anything like that. Again, I'm firmly against that because I believe, you know, we've got to be taking these championships seriously. But... There would have been nothing to stop there, as you rightly pointed out, Westmead and Offaly maybe going first and then at least the Kevin. Uh, what does that mean? Well, it just means at least if you're watching the matches, at least, you know, one, they weren't directly in competition with each other. Um, there's no way... Obviously, that's what people, Kevin people were asking for. They weren't asking for yeah, the games like, to be moved and all that. Yeah, they were saying, we want to watch the two teams live and we can't do that. Yeah, and, and I think that that has to be a factor when, especially when you look, as I said, there's going to be uh, clashes along the way. Look, Darren, there's never going to be a scenario where you're going to have a clear-cut calendar that you're not going to have games clashing but like if counties are clashing on the same day you have to facilitate it I believe in some way you know because you're not going to you, you know you're not going to see too often where in, in other sports where you know maybe the men's or the women's teams or or, or, or maybe the, the first and the seconds team or something like that are on at the same time you know like let's take Premier League soccer, for for example, like you, you don't see any of their youth team games on at the same time that the senior team is playing. You know, it just doesn't happen because it's factored in uh, with regards to the fixture. Um, you know, you know, like it, 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 it's not possible probably to have people in both venues on the same day in different parts of the country. But I, I just think, yeah, it would have made uh, absolute sense there. Now maybe they'll turn around and say, well, looks Sligo, Cavan, they had to get on the road. You know, Westmead and Offaly didn't have as far to travel blah, 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 maybe that's an excuse, but like, you know, seriously, I think, it, you know, the, the the scenario could have been flipped there, no question, yeah. Yeah, and even there, as we said last week too, uh, like the, the, the feeling was declared Dublin game could be pushed back an hour and played at six o'clock, it's not as though it hasn't happened before. I suppose the one thing, Killian, is just all about learning, learning in this as well, and Sometimes the two organisations commit commit too much to the day too, and maybe they should be holding the weekend for a couple of weeks out to try and limit limit these clashes as well. That, like, it's understandable. Double play, players will get time off work. The Dublin are told on Saturday they don't want to move the game, and that's ultimately what happened in regards to Clare's request. And same thing with Waterford in the junior match as well. Where you made a good point there a moment ago about consultation, like integration hopefully brings that through but we're still like we don't have the consultation between the two women's bodies as well you know we need the GEA to be a leading line we don't have to wait for integration to come in let's get consultation going on now and limit these things like a lot of people on other podcasts about the men's game we're giving up with the double header in Turles where it kind of goes somebody now has the question maybe we stuck those separate and put one of the camogie matches on with one of the hurling matches for example you know what I mean 
Yeah, just just try something different. Yeah. You know, like we, we we saw it in fairness uh, to 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 Ger, uh, Ryan and 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 the crew in Munster. You know, the camogie matches were played with um, with 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 men's hurling games. You know, like it it it, it is possible that something. And Conor Dolan made that point at the end of the in of our coverage as well on Saturday. Yeah, like why why not try it? Just just. You know, go against the grain for once, Darren. You know, in 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 lots of ways, like you know, why not have played Clare and Dublin Camogie game in in Simple Stadium? Maybe I I like I know it would have been taken away home advantage for Clare, but play it ahead of the. Clare. But that's the sacrifice no. as well. But oh, look, we also Wexford Tipperary was on as well, but even one of the games. Yeah, absolutely. I, I look it just. It, 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 look, it's a. It, I I know where scenarios are coming from that home advantage and 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 everything, but I like I I still firmly think you know create a situation where you're looking to market the game. Maybe Adrian O'Sullivan and the Dubs would have had an issue with it because you're thinking, Jesus, look at the crowd that could have support and Claire, blah blah blah. Is it an unfair scenario for them? Yeah, um, I look and I I'm not going to go wholeheartedly behind this, but I do think we need to think outside the box a little bit, and that means. Even as I said, integration is not going to solve everything, but just some element of novel or or or, or just even an element of trying to promote and, and and like it was great to see some of the monster games there to see the games finishing you know huge crowds in and and even you know to see the Waterford Tipperary game even yeah. though neither were involved as I said in the in the monster hurling final then afterwards the crowds were cheering them on even you know which was I, I have to say you know it showed showed great kind of uh, scenario. And I, I still think of the little girl that's going in that was there, maybe was supporting Limerick um, in, in, in that game or supporting Clare, but she got to see Waterford and, and, and Tipperary playing Camogie at the same time, you know, on, on, on Simple Stadium. She mightn't be from the counties, but it's still, I'm sure it, it, it sticks with her, you know. But not just that as well, Killian. This did happen a few years ago at the Camogie Association and the GEA. I remember being in Tullamore for a Galway home game against Cork in the Championship. I think it was 2015. And the Camogie Association had the provision now at the start that home advantage may have to be sacrificed for a double header in regards to promotion of the game. You know, so this was happening in some capacity seven years ago. So there's no reason, especially now when there's a universal agreement and appeal from both the male and female side of things that they want to see these double headers with the female games, the male games together, that it doesn't just have to wait for the Camogie or the LJFA to do it, that the GA can step and say, right, we're going to put the hand out here and, and create more of these opportunities, not just leaving it for Munster Camogie or Leinster Camogie or some of the provinces as well on the, on the ladies' football side they did it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and then like if we're if we're going to take the, the game and wanting the games taken seriously, and we're you're you're saying all the right things, I think you know there needs to be some element of let's let's uh as you said, let's try something different. And the, that has to come about, I think, at the top level. And um, you know, when it gets into the All Ireland series, why why not break up the double headers in the hurling and the football and and, and put on ladies' games with them and, and and you know, put one on a Saturday, one on a Sunday and just Try it out, like you know, hundred yeah. percent there as well. Before we wrap up the first part of the show, Killian, I have to say one thing. Um, in regards to Saturday as well, I was very, very disappointed with, and it's not the only county to have done this. But my, my old colleagues in Clare, there wasn't one member of Clare Media in Cusick Park, at least that I'm aware of. I contacted a couple in the morning, hoping to do a piece for the show this week. Now, in fairness, they're they're stationed to work in Turles. That's fair enough on all that, but like. 
again, media and everybody's preaching about being fair with their female players and all that. And I had a conversation with Reid McNamara and she she said there was no media there. She was doing it all for them too. Like uh, between the Clare champion, the Clare Echo, Clare FM, like at the end of the day, nobody wants to clash in Clare and we get that. You still have a responsibility like to report on your women's top team in a do or die match. And that did not happen. Yeah, and that's disappointing, Darren. I probably can't, you know, read in too much on it because I, I suppose I wasn't there. So I'm going to trust what you're telling me um, in, that, in that regard um, because many friends down there, like I said, you do. I don't want to overly criticise them, but yeah, like, you know, like at the end of the day, um, I know there was a big campaign in Clare uh, with regards to the fixture and everything like that. And, and and I know, obviously, the suspensions on the hurling side as well. The really, Clare went after a number of things last week in an effort to kind of, they were like dogs with a bone within the GA circles and, and, and so forth. Um, but yeah, like not to have somebody uh, to be able to cover the game. No, like uh, surely, like I, 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 surely there was somebody who who wasn't willing to be able to travel to Turles. Yeah, but the reality is, like you know, like and we're not naive here in, on Sports Dance Camogie. We know Simple Stadium was big business and big business for all four counties, not just Clare. And of course, I could pick half a dozen counties. I'm just using this example, seeing it all came up. But the silver responsibility to make sure somebody was there, like the freelance reporters, you know, people could be could be draft uh, drafted but, in. But Darren, it's just I, to be, I, I it's just to be different. Those guys when I will start now but it's just to be different mm. you know just be different like show show the women that you treat them seriously as well just just be different like to, like you know I, I know they're going to turn around and argue that the time clash and everything like that but you can't keep putting it back at the Camogie Association mm. they had 100%. the time they had the time there it was there it was the GA moved the fixture in then in into the scenario where yes okay there was always going to be uh, those uh, learning quarterfinals on that day but you didn't see them move it you know that, like why mm. does it always have to be a scenario yeah people turn around and criticise Camogie you should have moved the day or you should have moved the time. Look, in hindsight, maybe yeah, moving to six o'clock or moving to earlier in the day or something yeah, like that. Yeah, if we're taking one criticism, know. we'd say they should have moved they should have moved the time. You know, yeah. at least give people a chance to watch the match if they uh, or even those that were watching the hurling and TV get a chance to go across the winners because when you're coming in on top of the hurling match still going on, you're you're always in an, on, on, on a loss really here. Well I don't see I don't see the issue why at 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock couldn't have worked on the day or even as I said at 6 o'clock with the, with the summer evenings that we're having at the moment Darren it wouldn't have been a major uh, major scenario there you know in, the, in that kind of context but um, look it, it, it is what it is we'll keep battering the drum as best we can uh, Darren but like it's 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 a case in point that you know those who are in Crow Park across all uh, parts of the GA family um need to you know need to be in communication i think a little bit more and uh, try you know and promote the sport why are we in direct competition with each other i don't know because at the end of the day you have um, girls there and you have lads and their brothers and sisters and there's cousins and everything like that they're on both teams or something like that why are you putting them in direct competition with each other you know it makes and no you, sense you made one great point we'll, we'll go on this one instead like consultation communication is the key sit down two weeks in advance and just see can you plan what's happening in two weeks time and try and uh, avoid what you can and then move on could it cut out an awful could it cut out an awful lot of this well, like at the end of the day, Darren, if you're the fixtures committee in Crow Park and you're putting on the Talton Cup and you're putting on the All Ireland Camogie semi finals or the, the the sorry the Hurling quarterfinals, you turn you turn around and you, uh, surely you can approach the LGFA and the Camogie Association and go right. We have eight counties involved here. Are any of these eight counties involved in LGFA or Camogie on the day? Okay, let's see. Can we work something out here? Um, we can't move. Can you move? 
I think surely Darren it's a, it's a, it's a half an hour 45 minute conversation yeah, sometimes it can't happen but at least it's been tried absolutely as I said just be bloody different do something different that's all well, that's what we want to see going forward and everybody's preaching the right thing and integration is going to solve all the problems but I mean it's simple communication I nearly hate that word now at this stage Darren yeah <laughs> but we've always said it simple communication consultation can solve an awful lot of problems anyway we've gone well over time in the first part of the show when we come back we're going to go to Capamore for the big game on Saturday in the Glen Diblex All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship Limerick against Down that's coming up after this I like listening to sports dads because he has famous celebrities and I guess listen to him. Darren Kelly. So welcome back here to Sports Stars Camogie. I'm Darren Kelly, joined by Killian Whelan. Time to look at our two featured matches this week. And we're starting with Capamore on Saturday, four o'clock, Limerick against Down. Before Killian, we talk about the game. Just to follow on and wrap up from the point we were making before the break, I went looking, I always like to read match reports and games I'm at, especially local papers. I deliberately subscribe to the newspaper service and pay the money every month so I get access to newspapers around the country because obviously we can't be everywhere. Um, very, very disappointed with Limerick too. This lack of reporters, the Offaly game as well, because you know, I know we're just using the leader as an example, which got a short uh, piece on their Monday, which I understand that they're tightened on space, but um, no teams and scores in their longer version on the Saturday for paper. And when I started reading the quotes from John Lillis in this um, article, I realised that they sounded very, very familiar. And you're going to tell me they came from the week before? <laughs> this is going to say either he'd, re- he'd rehearsed it very very well and there was no byline on the article either so you know it, it's generic which we don't, we don't mind with the coverage there and all that but I just again would like to see a county treat your senior team with respect like it was actually worse what they did for the Antrim Limerick ladies football match so that's just getting out of the system there as well that I'm not just picking on one county and calling out another one as well it was a big it was a big day for Limerick two weeks ago against Offaly because they hadn't won a game all year we talked about them during the league the amount of players they'd lost was problems on the field problems off the field so many different stories going around the place even John Lillis being interviewed afterwards it was like the relief that to get the win as well it has killing the potential that win against Offaly to kickstart their season because let's not forget it was Colby and Kilkenny that played in their first two matches yeah, and that, and that's the the thing that you probably have to just rein in a little bit as regards being too harsh on 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 Limerick is the fact that they did play uh, Galway and Kilkenny in their first two matches, and they now have maybe the two games that they ultimately targeted, um, uh, you know, over over this last weekend and this weekend, and you could probably throw Antrim into the mix then as well because you know if Limerick were to get a result against Down, they could be fighting it out then with Antrim uh, above in. I, I imagine it will be Dunloy. Uh, next weekend to see who gets into the quarterfinals and then all of a sudden it's a, it's, it's a far different scenario and like you can't write off Limerick now against uh, Down you know Down have uh, you know come in on the back of the fact of uh, the, you know that draw that they got against Antrim what you know what was that draw? What, what you know what was that? And uh, what was that down team? Does it ask more questions of Antrim, or does it uh, tell us that you know again that maybe down have uh, started to find their groove a little bit because you know maybe some of the games that they had uh, prior, obviously they had Kilkenny in their first game, they were credible enough in uh, that one. Uh, then they drew with Antrim, and then obviously they you know succumbed to Galway. So you know how how do we rule on down? I think down obviously would have been thinking we're going to lose against Galway. 
in Kilkenny we're going to try and put up credible performances as much as possible and then we're going to obviously target the Limerick uh, Offaly and Antrim game so they got the draw against Antrim here's now a scenario of, again it's a, it's a bit of a six pointer as well uh, for, for down here so look this could be a right encounter uh, Darren because as I said with the shot in the arm that Limerick have got now from getting that first win you know it, it, it's it's a scenario where if they get a win Antrim you'd expect are going to lose to Galway. So all of a sudden, Limerick are then, with a win, are going to find themselves in the quarterfinal places and they're going up north then with a fight out with Antrim to see who gets into the quarterfinals. John Lillis, I, I'm sure, would take that any day of the week and it would all of a sudden give a huge shot in the arm uh, to Limerick Camogie because I suppose I've been guilty here of uh, of writing them off. Now, I did expect the game would be tight against Offaly, but I thought that Limerick actually would get the, would get the result. However, down now they also have a scenario where you know they put themselves in the situation of getting the uh, the win that they've tie up then with Antrim. Uh, although Antrim then would obviously ho- still hold on to that place in uh, the uh, quarterfinals, but uh, down now then going into the final game against Offaly, that uh, it's very much in their hands. And you're right, you have a right thing, or you could be. We'd be writing off Galway and, and Kilkenny, Darren, uh, for the last game because that's a need to decide who's going to finish ultimately top of the table. But you'll have Down playing Offaly, Antrim playing Limerick, and depending on how results go this weekend, that could be a fight out there for uh, relegation. It could also be a fight out for who qualifies for the final place in the quarterfinals. So, um, you know, th- this weekend in this group could set up an awful lot for the last weekend. Yeah, and that point down Golligan's Antrim is priceless because. Look, I think sometimes they've been more of a transition this year. There's still a lot of good players there as well. But I had to pull up some Goey colleagues that the last round there, like talking about nobody gains from Goey playing down. Look, Goey had the win in the first half. They ripped them to shreds. As Goey showed the ruthlessness that you expect from all Ireland champions. And we'll be talking more about them later on. But down have that point. They finished off the league with the exception of the Dublin game. They finished off the league reasonably well with their performances too. They have Neve Mallon there that's going to get ball in games like this. And down will go themselves look at least we don't we have something in our in our possession that point coming into these two games we've nothing to lose now let's have a crack at this oh yeah and I, I think that's that's what they'll that's what they'll be targeting you know down down no like you, you, you can forget about your Galway and Kilkenny now, Darren. It's a, it's a, it's a shootout between Antrim, Limerick, Down and Offaly over the next uh, few weeks. And like I know Offaly are even on no points, but sure, like they, they still could be. I think realistically control. speaking, Offaly are not, not in the race. Like no, they're probably, they're probably Kilkenny. No, they're, you're not. No, but like there still could be. You know, they still. The mathematically there, yes. Yeah, they could still have a decisive factor in, in, in something that might happen. You know, so like there's still a little bit of a shootout there. Uh, they, like, they're, they're, they're probably the one out the back of the gate, uh, the back of the group, all right. But you now have, as you said, Antrim down in Limerick. They're in, in, in a right little mix uh, over the next two matches. I'm sure, look, it'll be uh, uh, sorted out a little bit over this weekend. But look, most people, as you said, you'll expect Antrim to lose to Galway. Uh, you'll expect Offaly to lose to Kilkenny. So what Limerick and down do will have a huge in play, uh, play then on what uh, way that uh, games will go the following weekend and uh, you know it still whets the appetite no question the long trip for down they don't normally travel well we were say we're in Capamore too great club and we're well looked after on the day perfect surroundings for Limerick too and they have a game under their belts in that venue already and they worked their socks off to get the job done against Offaly it could have swayed, uh, swayed one way or the other but they did work their socks to get off there they still depend an awful lot on Grieva Costello no different I suppose to down depending an awful lot on Eve Mallon 
yeah, and like that's that seemed to be the scenario from what I read uh, anyway, Darren. You know, and looking at the match uh, from the previous time, you know that um, she had to pull them kicking and screaming over the line. You know, I know they got the victory uh, and and so forth, but like it it was you know as I said, you you were there, you you got to to, to see it firsthand. Like we know the talent that Quiva has. Um, she she would be on most teams I think in the country uh, if not all of them um, you know the talent that she un- undoubtedly has but like you know nine points I think it was wasn't it um, and, and, and an absolutely unbelievable uh, point then as well at the end um, the only thing that you might be concerned about is you know a lack of goals in some ways you know if, if that's a come but look for Limerick, it was all about getting the victory and they got the victory against one of the teams that they, you know, would have been going toe-to-toe with in an effort to do so. So, you know, they have the win. Now, all of a sudden, there's a possibility of getting to a quarter-final. Um, but you would think that one or two others are going to have to, you know, support Quiva Costa. They can't, you know, they can't continue to um, just expect her to lead the line at all times because, you know, what if down tire up? Like, where, where's the other opportunities going to come from? And as you rightly pointed out, there's still, you know, a group of players there within that, um, within that Limerick team that are still still have inter-county experience that should be quite good leaders on, on, that, on that setup and should be able to drive it on. Yeah, just in regards to the down defence against Quiva Costello first, one thing that, and look, I suppose they understand why they do it against Galway because, you know, you're trying to limit the damage, but playing the sweeper and all that. I think Paul O'Hagan's back. We know exactly what a driver midfielder she is, but down haven't seemed to work out exactly what to do with her this year. And they need to answer that question before the ball is thrown in at four o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, well, like, you know, down looks like there's a potential to win midfield for them. That's the point I'm making. But if they play her out of position or in the forwards or as a sweeper and all that, it's going to nullify the positive she brings to the team. Yeah, but yeah, but look, look, Darren, as I said, they, they, they've played Galway and Kilkenny already. So, you know, they got a point against uh, Antrim and obviously, you know, caused a little bit of angst for, for Antrim in getting, in getting that result. But maybe down more, you know, trying a scenario where, you know, again, the, their target, their competition was ultimately Antrim, Offaly and Limerick. So, you know, like we will learn an awful lot more about this down and this ultimately this down setup, um, whether it has now started to settle that little bit, I think, you know, this weekend, I know you're probably trying to say to me, well, hold on, just they came out of Kenny Park and Nathan Roy, only six points, but like there were blitz in the first half. Um, and that was obviously having to play into a tornado of, of Galway scores, but also a win. Plus, uh, plus the weather. <laughs> yeah. Plus the weather as well. Like, you know, so like it, it, it was, it, it, it the real down team now will be showing a bit of character having to travel to Limerick. They didn't travel well going down to, um, you know, the rag and places like that early on in the league. So, you know, it's going to be asking a little bit of them because, like, you know, they, they travelled to Athenry. Look at the loss that they had. They had two home games the first day uh, against Kilkenny were battled it out against them. Uh, then um, Ballycran obviously got the result against uh, Antrim. They're now in, in Limerick and they have awfully at home. But, like, realistically, if down one to be challenging maybe for a quarter final place they're going to have to get six points over the next two matches you know so um they have to come down to Capamore expecting to be able to you know unleash hell as such on on a Limerick side who are in a similar enough situation although they obviously have more points on the board yeah I just imagine a midfield if a midfield pairing of Paul O'Hagan and Amy McLean were let off what they could do but on the other side 
Sophie O'Callaghan really impressed me in a centre-back role the last day as well, leading the defence, as, as I mentioned, worked tirelessly as well, covered an awful lot of ground. And while Limerick are missing an awful lot of names over the last couple of years, there's still people like Muran Creamer and Marion Quaid in defence, for example, that will relish the opportunity of having a crack at Neve Mallon. So, you know, if Sophie O'Callaghan can control her area and one of the other two can limit Neve Mallon, I don't think you're going to keep her quiet for a full hour, you know, then suddenly the hand strengthens more again in Limerick side. Yeah, but that that's kind of suggesting then, Darren, in a way that Down have only got one forward. You know, like there's plenty. No, but of I mean, she is the, she is no different to the conversation with Quiva Costco. She is the main threat for. Oh Down. yeah, she's the main threat. But I I do. T- this is no, no disrespect in, in lots of ways. I, I, I haven't been ultimately impressed by some of Limerick's forward play from what I've seen and reports that I've read. I, I would think that Down's forward line is better than Limerick's forward line. That's my, that, that, that would be my honest assessment. And it's not just about Neve Mallon or Quiva Coslo. Um, you know, uh, still an awful lot needs to go, goes through both of them. And I do think that it probably requires their colleagues to step up a little bit more. But, you know, like uh, I, I would feel that Down tick some more boxes, I have to say, um, especially with that midfield, if that's the midfield that they decide to go to go with. And I do think, you know, Paulo Hagen in, in full pump is very, very important to this down team. Um, I just think that down again, uh, you know, I, I think that traveling, we, we have our question marks over how they travel down. And that, that's something they're going to have to get out of the heads. Um, you know, whether they're traveling down on the day or whatever, it's a four o'clock throwing in Capamore or uh, like, down are going to have to realize that they could find themselves, you know, having secured a very good point you'd have to feel against an Antrim team that many people would have backed to be able to get to an All-Ireland quarter final. that if, if they can't then take on the teams that essentially are in around them and below them in the table and, and, and win, well, then you, you would have question marks about them being able to survive in, in continue to survive in senior camogie. So it starts with them. Their championship reading is now going to start now and they have a week to do it. And, uh, you know, if they come away, as we said, with um, six points from Limerick and, and, and the game against uh, Offaly, well, then all of a sudden down find themselves in a situation where they might be squeezing Antrim out and uh, heading into an All-Ireland quarterfinal. Yeah, the scoring difference could be key. I still think they'd probably need Antrim to lose or slip up against them. I know, I think day, so, but, yeah. But even as you make that point as well, and just before we go to predictions, like we talked about Sophie O'Callaghan as well. We've also, Rebecca Delee will be expected to be at centre forward for Limerick. The two Savages, Blonnet and Derva Savage, are good customers themselves, playing at 6 and 11, where we expect them to be in that game as well. So, like at the risk of stating the obvious, an awful lot will be decided by the diamonds of both teams, let alone the ace, marks, or tallies women up front. And yet, Darren, like that to me then, like listen to the names that you mentioned there. Like the, the, the scenario here is that we probably haven't heard enough about them this year and probably in the last couple of years, you know, like I really need now an opportunity that there's a chance here for Limerick and Down to get to an All-Ireland quarter final. You know, like uh, I, I know what you're kind of going to say. You're going to argue the point that Antrim obviously have a plus scoring difference, but that will be determined by what happens against Galway this weekend. Like that's obviously going to be a target here, I would imagine, for Antrim. If they stay in a plus scoring difference, well, then they're in a good shot of getting to that All Ireland quarter final. I, w- I would feel if they slip into the minus and let's just say they succumb to a, a defeat that well they still have to beat Limerick anyway in order for that to be to be relevant oh, I, I, yes yeah. I, I understand that but like you know you still it would it, to me it would be a, it's still going to be a factor to be a target you know because you're, they're not going to beat Galway 
So, you know, like what, what have Antrim got to target? They have got to ensure that their scoring difference doesn't uh, radiate negatively too much that they that they find themselves, um, you know, all of a sudden flopping into a scenario of negativity. Um, so, you know, Antrim, to me, are credible senior camogie uh, team, but like, you know, uh, unless they keep their, their wits about them now, knowing what maybe the next week is going to bring about, um, it, 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 they could see themselves denied a place. But um, for Limerick and Down, they know that if they really, their last game next weekend is going to be something of note, they're going to have to get a result out with this one. So it's within their own hands ultimately. And, uh, you know, as you said, that point that Down got against Antrim, if they got a result this weekend, it could become very, very vital for them as they, as I said, they'll play awfully then in their last game and would expect to win that. If Limerick win, all of a sudden they're putting themselves in a, in, in a good setup as well um, with, with leapfrogging over Antrim. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's still an awful lot to play for here. Yeah, and, and before I get your final prediction on it, like for Limerick, it's a potential that win against Offaly to kickstart their season. Uh, but I do agree with you, and we said in the very first show here, uh, the league this year, I wasn't buying this transition uh, stuff was down. Yes, they'd lost but one or two players, including Sergio McCartan, who went to Cork, but there was still 10 of the All-Ireland team there and they're in their second year in the top flight. So I expect more from some of the players that we haven't even talked about as well. But... They're in the position now, as you just said there. Quite simply, look, Limerick will still have a chance if they don't win because of that win against Offaly. But Down have to get a result to make it a three-horse race going into the final round. Killian, who is going to leave Capamore with the victory on Saturday? Yeah, well, you see, it, 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 again, it's all about the teams that turn up, Darren. And, that, and that's not trying to sit on the fence here. If Limerick get a shot in the arm for that result the last day, um, well, then on home turf, you would think that they will have something to be able to get over down. If down don't travel well, but down to me have a, a central diamond there that probably is a little bit ahead of Limerick's. And they probably have a Neve Mallon as well who can secure them a few scores that on the other side is she's probably just ahead of Quiva Coslo. So to me, I'm looking at the fact that down will come down to Capamore knowing that there's an opportunity arising here with the fact that they're playing awfully at home in the last game. So I'm putting it down that down are going to win this against uh, Limerick purely on the basis that I just think in the battle around the middle, I think the, the women from Ulster just have a little bit more. Down getting the nod from Killian there, and that will definitely put them in the mix up going into the final round. That's in Capamore Saturday at four o'clock. Make it a day out if you're traveling down from Down or anywhere because the two o'clock also in Capamore, Limerick against Down in the Premier Junior Championship is taking place as well. Killian, we could have down down in Limerick for a weekend as well, which go the way this is panning out too. But it'll be two big games in Capamore, and best of luck to both teams involved. That's it for the second part of the show. When we come back, that tasty uh Battle up in Dunloy, Antrim against Galway. We have that after these. I like listening sports dance because I like to listen to ladies football and ladies camogie. So welcome back here to Sports Stars Camogie for the final part of the show. I'm Darren Kelly, joined by Killian Whelan. Killian, for the first time ever, Darren Kelly is getting in his car on Saturday morning and heading up to the glens of Antrim. A day trip I'm looking forward to, and I have to say a game I'm also looking forward to. Yeah, I, I envy you there because uh, it's uh, definitely on my 
uh, to-do list at some point uh, to head up. Um, obviously, I've got to Belfast and uh, got up to the Giants' causeway, but never got to experience maybe the, uh, the, 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 the characters and the life are up around the likes of Dunloy and Cushendall. Um, at the All-Stars trip there, or at the All-Stars uh, function there a few weeks ago, I uh, got an invitation, so I think I'm going to have to avail of it. And uh, I, I'm kind of envious of you now, but sure, maybe maybe I might be able to hook up a trip with you there on Saturday or something like that. If uh, you slow down a little bit on the M50, I might be able to jump in. Yeah, if anybody from the Kabogi Association or entry or listening there, we could do as an on-pitch reporter, maybe for the match, if not a third commentator. Like, you know, I'm always up, up for that. Um, it's the second consecutive home game for Antrim against one of the heavyweights in the group. We'll talk about Galway in a moment. Um, we had Seamus McLean on the show a couple of weeks ago looking at Antrim and Kilkenny as well. We know Maeve Kelly is out for the year. That conversation is done and dusted. But Antrim put in a credible performance. They only lost to Kilkenny by six points. They worked their socks off. They have a very, very good inside line. They'll come into this game with the exact same attitude you'd imagine. Yeah, and like the, the, the scenario here is that obviously Antrim, you know, they're... They're on, they're on a hiding to nothing in, in, in lots of ways because when you look at Galway, Galway are being ruthless now and they're starting to wind up down. You know, the, the performance over Kenny Park seems to have really, um, you know, started to come together again. You know, they're, they're, they're timing the run uh, expertly. You know, I know things might change for them in the back room there. They've, you know, Dini Cahill has slipped away and um, Cahill has brought in one or two others and I believe Therese is back in the setup now and haven't been gone away there for, for a little bit of while. So, you know, like the, the Cahill makes very, very little, um, how would I put it? You know, there's very little drama around Galway since Murray has been in charge anyway I just find you know it's, it's uh, heads down let's go and do the job if something happens it's, it, it's a case in point that maybe you know maybe the, 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 the I's weren't dotted or the T's weren't crossed because that would be very very unusual I think Carl has learned an awful lot from that defeat in the, the winter All-Ireland final against Kilkenny and I, I just maybe he feels that there was a couple of vies off the ball around that scenario because I, I I do think he feels that that was an All Ireland that they that they let get away on them um and we could be talking about Galway now looking to put multiple All Irelands back to back here so like this is a scenario where this back to back All Ireland is a big thing for Colin Murray and this management team whatever about the group of players because there's going to be players there for the a long haul. Colin Murray's reign maybe in Galway mightn't be any longer than maybe this coming August or thereabouts because you know he surely is a man that has to be touted at being looked at within the intercounty uh, setup elsewhere. You know I don't know whether he wants to uh, flock his wings out a little bit, but like I think if he achieves that, he's he's going to have to be taken credibly. Um, you know, with maybe venturing into intercounty hurling scene or something like that. You know, but he might be quite happy to stay and stick around and make maybe. You're not suggesting he want a hurling job over a camogie job. Now, would you? <laughs> no, no, of course not. Like, you know, as I said, he, he might be in fine fettle here, but like, he seriously. He wasn't the conversation with the Goey Hurling job last year. Like, yeah. you know, so, I, like, I don't you know, think there were serious contenders to get it, but he wasn't the conversation. Yeah, well, I think, you know, if he puts back-to-back All-Irelands here, with the, like, how much more can you achieve with this Galway team, you know? Uh, maybe, as I said, to create further history. And maybe Carl is quite happy to be able to do that. I don't I don't know. Um, Obviously, you know, we we have a Galway team now when we're focused on Galway. And I know your question would lead me towards Antrim. But, you know, I just think that I don't think Galway are going to suffer a defeat up in, in the Glens unless... 
you know, some something dramatic happens, you know, that uh, that that, that uh, you know Antrim locked them in the dressing rooms or something like that or whatever. Um, I I just can't I can't see it happening. I think a credible performance from Antrim is what I would be expecting out of them, and I expect Antrim to qualify for the All Ireland quarter finals. It's still holding on that, although it's going to get a little bit edgy, Darren. There's no question about that. We could have a a, a kind of a soccer Saturday kind of job here uh, next weekend, you know, and trying to keep an eye on all the venues of what hap- what what is potentially happening. And I'm hoping I'm hoping at the Camogie Association will see fit to probably switch times around and maybe stream a couple of games next weekend because there could be an awful lot of uh, uh, permutations and everything that will work themselves out uh, next weekend. Not calling them out on that, but I'm really hoping that someone will see uh, uh, you know, an element of publicity that uh, next weekend's games, if obviously permutations set them up this weekend uh, in such a way. But I can't see Antrim beating Galway. If that's going to be your ultimate question, um, I, I do think though, again, just getting the performance. That's what it will be about yeah. to keep them in line for the following weekend. No, Andrew will go out with the same attitude as against Kenny. Put up a credible performance. I don't expect any more than that. If anything, we're going to learn more about Galway in this game. Like we saw them in the league and like I've described them already as a machine this year. Galway are developing that ruthless streak that has been lacking in Galway teams for years. And as a Galway man, it's great to see it because we know the talent of these players. Obviously, which got other teams are going to be up there in the conversation as well. But like they played um, Limerick Offaly and down and I looked at the Offaly game was a low scoring game but nobody's took a glove on them yet I expect Antrim to draw a few punches at the very least if not do any significant damage but it'll give us an idea what way goal, goal we are at the moment leading into what is uh, going to be a bigger game for their thinking the following week against Kilkenny Yeah which you would feel that Galway are going to come out and go hell for leather at this Antrim team to test them out that's what they did to down like we were we were talking about I got word out of um, you know around the house a little bit it didn't directly come out of Kilkenny but I, I did hear that Kilkenny were a little bit perplexed by how physical their encounter was uh, up north um, in, 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 in both guises you know that they were they were I don't know whether they were put out, but they were definitely surprised maybe by the physical encounters that they that they had against Ulster opposition. But you know, Galway kind of you know nearly put it up to down uh, early doors, and there was no element of physicality was probably going to be in the mix at all. That they that they shut them down quite early. So I would think that Galway are going to do something similar. Um, you know, I'd imagine Galway are not going to be like you traveling up uh, the morning of the game. It's probably going to be an overnighter. No, uh, and just to jump in on that, Gillian, because we do have reliable sources telling to go we're not going to be happy about the four o'clock throw and I think they're planning to go up on the Friday night and, and now they're concerned about what time they're going to be getting home on the Saturday after making their plans and was it you that dictated the four o'clock throw in there <laughs> <laughs> no Killy, no different to yourself and we're booked we're booked to do a job we do our job we leave the rest to everyone else we just talk about it here in the podcast yeah oh I thought you were the man that made the fixtures sorry um, yeah no like, I, I hope that your reliable source there doesn't think that you're in control of it because is, uh, as you said um, good job you didn't say that before we declared last week <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we we just um, we're told where we're going and that's it and you, it, you can't dictate anything else um, I, I do think four o'clock is a strange time I have to say it is a double header as well with the Premier Junior match we have to take that into account but yeah okay fair the travelling into uh, travelling into account mm. you know maybe they're swapping it the other way around I don't know like then again Camogie no different to the conversation but Claire had to be taking their picture into account as well they're putting a double header on like I do hate it when I go to a double header and the senior mm. match is on before the junior match yeah, but I would imagine if Galway are playing at two o'clock, they've gone up the night before as well, the intermediate mm. team. So could 12 and 2 not have been facilitated, seeing as the teams were up yeah. overnight? 
you know, just wonder. But anyway, there, there, there you have it. Um, you know, I just think two and four. It's a it's a long time to be hanging around, Darren. You know, getting up no matter where you're staying, keeping the mind occupied, the food that you eat, what time you eat. This could all work in Antrim's favour in some ways, you know. Um, but look, I'm sure call and logistics and everything like that, he'll have it all worked out. Um, I don't think it's going to factor a whole lot. I do I I the thing is, Darren, as well, let's look at it this way. Galway the machine, Galway will beat Antrim. Galway having to beat Kilkenny you know, at home, will it, will it be such a big factor? I, I don't know. I still expect Galway to be able to do it. Um, I think the, going down a couple of years ago there and beating Kilkenny in Callan was a, was a huge um, shot in the arm for this Kilkenny team that or this Galway team that they were able to go to the backyard of Kilkenny and be able to do that. It was like, I, I'll never forget the, the the hoop that went up from the Galway set up when they, when they secured that victory that day. Um, I don't think it means as much anymore because it's only ultimately going to decide who tops the, who tops the table. I, I still think the way Galway are going, they're not going to be denied the top of the table and straight into the semi-finals here. Um, so look, they're a machine, Darren, as you rightly said, and uh, I, I firmly expect you know um, there'll be no kink in any machinery I, I, from Dunloy anyway this weekend. I expect them fully to roll on. I do think, though, as you said, that Antrim will lay punches on them and might ask a few questions, and it'll show the metal maybe that Antrim are made of, because I do think now you know they just need to keep trucking in the right direction, Darren, and uh, not maybe slip away from that All-Ireland quarterfinal place. No, and exactly. They want to leave themselves in good stead ahead of what will be the defining game for them against Limerick the following week. Uh, again, Antrim, like, I wouldn't like get with Antrim Killians. They seem to have learned from the experience of the first half of the league final against Wexford. I think they were very naive. Look, we've talked about the yellow cards before, but I think they were very naive in general too and let themselves fall behind. Um, I've been critical of Mick Bowen and the football show for the amount of changes he makes to the team, but Colin Murray just seems to show exactly how to do with a big team as well. He's his key personnel in key positions the whole time and he, he rotates the others as well to give, give people opportunity. Like, there's no doubt that Shona Healy, Sarah Durvin and Heather Cooney is going to be the full back line on Saturday. There's no doubt that Aoife Donoghue and Aoife Kenny is going to be the midfielder, definitely in, in, the, in the middle five as I call them uh, on, on uh, Saturday as well. And Ailish O'Reilly will be a leader in the attack as well, even if there's more uh, manoeuvring to try players out up there. Yeah, and look, he's still been able though to be able to coax, you know, carry back into into a starting position after injury. You know, he's been able to introduce one or two players uh, in getting some element of experience. You know, so like one or two of the younger crew that would have come to intermediate would have obviously played at a minor level there in recent years also. But like, there's no question of him going up to the Glens Darren and playing a second team or anything like that. You know, he he will still have, as you said, his he his first four. Uh, will definitely be the four as you rightly mentioned that have played practically every game um, for him apart from obviously Header's injury last year you know they seem to be the first four ch- uh, picks on, on his team to certainly go down and Kilkenny Dunhu Riley they're all going to be there um, interesting Cena, will we see Siobhan McGrath get a bit of game time will that be kind of a possibility ahead of the game against Kilkenny or is he going to keep the powder dry there you know Siobhan got a bit of game time against Down I'd not say long she'd out. definitely see action whether she's easy from the start that was the question yeah that's the thing she's not long out of the boot again Darren you know I don't think they want to risk anything um, you know I think if they can qualify for an All-Ireland semi-final without having to risk Siobhan too much I think that's probably what they what they will ultimately do so um, you know they 
Orla as well. We haven't seen a whole lot of horror. We're going to be, are we going to see a little bit more? You know, will will we will there be an opportunity between now maybe in the Kilkenny game that we'll start to see the Galway team that we reckon we'll see in the semi final and hopefully the final for them anyway. Uh, Darren, um, going to be interesting to see because you know he's had an opportunity to blood one or two extra players now in the setup, but. Now will be the time where maybe Cahill is starting to put his ducks in a row as regard who's going to be in the final six weeks here of this championship. Yeah, and of course, as I mentioned, those Goy players too, like there's some great battles well, Lucy, Lucy McNaughton and Nicole O'Neill being midfield for Antrim. That should be a good battle there. Up front, we've, we've arrived with Catherine Dobbin. Before we go to predictions, Roshi McCormick is... is It'll be interesting here as well because she played full forward the last day against Kilkenny. She finished the game with five points. I think she played centre forward in the game against Down. The goal we have back line is still uncertain. Like, you know, the, regards what it's going to be, taking the point you just made there as well. Maria Cooney was flanked by Rachel Hanavy and Roisin Black the last day. Emma Helbert is out injured. Siobhan Gardner, Katrina Cormigan get back to fitness as well. There's still a lot of question marks about who the five, six and seven will be. If Derva Higgins in the conversation, Tara Kenny in the conversation as well. What do Antrim do here? Do they go... Let's put Roisin in the 40 and see can she make hay or leave her a full forward and just hopefully the midfielders in particular get the ball down to her. No, I'd be thinking of playing her on the 40, Darren. I think I think I'd be looking at getting Roisin. Yeah, keep her away from Durvin. Yeah. Um uh no, that's not to say, you know, there could be a scenario where she could take Durvin for a walk. But I, I, I just think Sarah, when she has uh Sean and Heather outsider, yeah. is a different is a different uh it's not even a big team now because Sean will just slot in if Sarah Yeah, goes exactly. Up. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and I just think uh, if I was Antrim and I want to maybe trouble um, I want to trouble Galway a little bit I, I wouldn't be going toe to toe there I think you want to get Roisin on the ball as much as possible and when you have a Galway half back line that as you mentioned hasn't been settled down it's, I think it's practically changed nearly every game there's been somebody in or out of it so that's where I think you're looking to get a little bit of change out of it now you still you know Rachel Hanafy has really started maybe put her hand yeah. up there Darren of what is securing the short probably the other two positions are probably still a little bit of flux there um, so well, Maria you know, Cooney would probably be the favourite for six she probably no, no, she, she probably is the one yeah as she well, stands it's, uh, you couldn't say that's nailed down yet yeah you couldn't say that no uh, but um, I so that's why I think that's where I'd be putting Roshi McCormick and, and looking then for Katrin Dobbin and, and uh, you know one or two others to maybe uh, rotate off her I think um, you know Lucia McNaughton would be very if I don't know who like in one way she'd be heading the, the opposite direction you know she works in tandem maybe there McCormick off the 40 you know they could cause a little bit of angst there in on the top of the D before they ever get anywhere near Durvin or Healy or Cooney you know so um, if that's Antrim that's where I'm thinking I'm playing Roshi McCormick and uh, you know I'm trying to keep Galway's midfield heading back towards goal rather than the other way I, I still think though um, McNaughton and others are going to be so busy in the middle of the field um, uh, Darren they're going to find it very very hard to be able to Especially get up there Healy's bringing as well like. yeah yeah, I think they're going to find it very, very hard to be able to keep up um, supporting Roshi McCormick. So I think, you know, Katrin might come in here now to, to some of her own uh, scenario and, and uh, you know, maybe a two-pronged attack in around the, 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 the 40 there would be a good option for Antrim to try and ask questions of that Galway half-back line. 
Yeah, I think it's certainly worth looking at for Antrim anyway first, even if they experiment with it for the first half and see how they get on. Because again, as we said, Antrim want to, will, and I have no doubt Antrim will go, will go out there believing they can get do, put one over the All Ireland champions. But the Limerick game the following week is their big game. Well, Galway are probably one eye in the Kilkenny match as well. You've already predicted Galway to win. Uh, what will be a good result for Antrim? Similar last time, six points. Yeah, I think if they get with, I'd say if you keep it under ten, Darren, that would be good. You know, um, and and that's no. That's not right in any way off. I just I don't think Antrim uh, will get into a situation that they're really going to trouble uh, Galway. They might all get a few goals. That would be the thing. You know, Antrim have got six already, so they'll ask a few questions. They do tend to concede some themselves, but that might be a thing now that Galway, you know, haven't suffered too much in, in, in league or championship is, is conceding goals. So going to be interesting to see will Antrim be able to snaffle one or two there and uh, that might ask a, a, a few questions. But their scoring difference is plus 11. I think if they stay in the plus, Darren, that would be, uh, to me, would be something positive for, for them. So I think it'll be Galway um, minimum uh, eight points. Eight points minimum. Antrim to keep it under 11 is the target, but Galway to come out with the victory. That's it on Antrim and Galway. Killian, just before we go, a quick word to Kenny and Offaly. Uh, I know you were trying to keep Offaly in the championship there a while ago, but I suppose, like, realistically speaking, like, look, the last day hurt them. They were all disappointed with some decisions against them. They had the red card as well, which was a bit in harsh. Uh, it probably knocked the stuffing out of them after the hammer they took from Antrim. They just want to get through this game with a bit of credibility and then whether it's a relegation battle for them against Down, that's the way they'll probably be taken. Yeah, that's the way that they're thinking. You know, um, Susan Erner, you know, she just thought, yeah, just looking, you know, responses and everything like that, that um, like it just got away in them. And then she was questioning maybe some of the refereeing decisions. And maybe when you lose, it's very easy to do that. But definitely that that yellow card for Sarah Harding, maybe just when it was going down the wire, darn it, probably ultimately uh, decided things, um, you know, They've played well against Limerick, probably should have got a result, played relatively well against Galway. You know, Antrim is probably the result that's come back to haunt now, uh, awfully that little bit in, in, in some ways, because again, as I said, the target would have been those that you would feel that you could get something out of. And, uh, you know, awfully it's a mini championship in its own of Antrim, Limerick, down and Offaly. And saying that, they don't want down to beat Limerick because no. you know, the scoring difference is going to be hard to tail the hen. Of course, in Camogie, scoring difference comes before a head-to-head. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it gives them a chance, but they have to chase that down. At least with down, if down don't beat Limerick, it's a straight shootout. Yeah, well then, you know, that's why I still think that they have a chance, but it's not going to happen, Darren. You know, it's just not... like I, I would think it's Kilkenny by at least 10 here. Um, and I think Kilkenny are going to have to start cranking it up here now as well uh, to, to you know, be in a situation of where maybe they would feel going into the Galway game then that they're going down to Galway that they will have a chance of taking that top spot and qualifying for the semi-final. I, I don't think Brian would be too bothered if he doesn't make it straight to a semi-final I think maybe he feel another game in the legs of this uh, Kilkenny team that is still in a little bit of transition there as well you know the loss of Aviva Doyle is obviously going to be a big thing be interesting to see what happens you know in the game against uh, as he said against Offaly but you know they have to secure the points against Offaly and then you know 
maybe let the Galway game mind itself in, in some ways, but I'm sure he would now be at a cusp of where he's trying to settle his team as well, heading into the big encounters and, you know, taking on a Galway team would set them up perfectly, then going in for any element of, if it does turn out to be a quarter final in that regard, that's uh, me given maybe the Galway are going to beat Kilkenny next week, but look, who knows? Um, I, I do feel that, you know, Kilkenny will beat Offaly and uh, then Offaly are, are, are fighting it out then in the last week to, to, to not be getting caught up in a relegation scenario. Um, I think if Offaly get within 10 of Kilkenny, it would be good going. Yeah, it's okay to make predictions for next week because based on all the options we have on the table for the final round, we probably won't be doing Galway and Kilkenny, which is <laughs> will surprise many listeners too. But Kilkenny to pick up the victory against Offaly and Offaly the battle down for survival is the plan there. That's it for the show. We hope you enjoyed it. Again, very, very busy. We won't pick our two games for next week until we see how this weekend goes. We could end up doing Galway and Kilkenny yet. You would not know. But more than likely, we'll focus on two games where people are battling for survival. Uh, with that being said, don't forget Antrim against Galway, four o'clock in Dunlop and Saturday the live game in association with Entry on the Camogie Association YouTube channel and Evan Killian will be back next Thursday to chat all about it again with that being said I'm Darren Kelly this was, this was Sports Stars Camogie I'd like to thank my partner in crime Killian Whelan Thanks indeed, Darren. Looking forward to, again, another big moving weekend, uh, you'd have to say, of uh, Camogie action. And uh, really then sets us ni- up nicely for the concluding section uh, next week. So, uh, folks, if you're out and about, enjoy the action.